0: are listening to the Rizzoli and Isles podcast. I'm Amanda and I'm Jay.
1: Okay, first things first before we recap. I want to let you know I already tweeted this that yeah this podcast could be a little late. I mean, hello. We had a holiday. We're American. We had to go and barbecue and blow shit up and and celebrate our patriotism and all that stuff.
0: Because America. 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 We blow shit up because America. Fuck yeah. (laughs) Burger King. Fuck yeah. McDonald's. Fuck,
1: yeah.
0: Republicans. Um,
1: <laughs> but you know what? Whatever. You know, no judgment. We're all Americans. As long as it <laughs> doesn't, you know, whatever floats your boat, that's fine. So that's the first thing. We're sorry, but not sorry. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, and the second thing is Blast Podcast. Two listeners talking about the goodbye episode.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that they should have been more Jane and... Mara scenes as far as them together dealing with the loss, grieving together and stuff. And I and we kinda touched on it a little bit in the podcast about the grieving and stuff like that. But these questions of course came after we recorded. So I guess I'll just say what I think and then you can say what you're think. I get what you're saying about they needed more scenes together, but I felt like it was in character. I felt like they needed to process what happened by themselves. I think this is something that will probably expand in other episodes, so we might see them talk about it a little bit more in um, episodes to come. But I, I think people grieve differently. Um, some people want to be surrounded by people, and some people just want to be alone. And I feel like they are those type of people. I mean, yes, there have been moments where like it's something like Patty Doyle or Hoyt, and there would be scenes of them together talking about it. At the same time, in the beginning, they were just like, no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then they start, you know, having the scenes together. And then I also feel that's probably what's going on with the Frost thing. I think they needed some time alone to process this. And then maybe in other episodes, they might grieve together. Or okay. it happened off screen. It didn't bother me. I didn't watch the episode thinking like, oh, they should have more scenes together. I think what we had was pretty tasteful and pretty good.
0: No, I would agree with you, definitely. I didn't feel it fell out of character either. Based off of Season of Mora, as they've grown, they've always, well, according to the writing, they're not like huggy, touchy, but they do a lot of grabbing anyway. But if you go with that standpoint that they're not like emotionally expressive people, then yeah, they're going to want to do their grieving on their own. They don't want to see someone else cry because then they'll want to cry, and vice versa. And they don't want to let their friends see them cry so that they don't make them cry. What would have been nice, though, is if we did get a moment to see them grieve together. Because we, we got that in the previous episode where Jane was standing there and Mora hugged Jane. I think it was, right?
1: Oh, the end of the premiere?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So we did get to see that, but we didn't really see any of that in the goodbye episode. It would have been nice to see them have a genuine hug of, it sucks that he's gone, but I'm glad I have you still type thing. So I would have just enjoyed that. Okay,
1: yeah. So hopefully that answers your question. And I think the person was Sandy. We've been talking a lot. Hi, Sandy. And uh, from Australia, from Aussie land. The other listener name is Everything TV3.
0: Thank you, Sandy. Thank you for writing in. We always appreciate your guys' feedback. And
1: everyone else who comments and reviews us on iTunes, we greatly appreciate it. We greatly appreciate your
0: emails. So, yeah, thank you. This episode, we're going to be talking about season five, episode three Too Good to Be True.
1: Okay, so I guess we start with the case, like always. Well, it went back to the other format, and I think I'm going to stop talking about the format. I'm starting to realize that every show has their own unique way and format. My all-time favorite show, or one of my all-time favorite shows, Fringe, has a format. Something weird shit would happen, and they have to figure it out, or something that always happened in the beginning. So I'm just going to accept the fact that this is the format for Rizzoli Nows, and just keep it that way. I'm just saying every once in a while, switch it up a bit. Like you did the second episode, just, oh, in episode five, let's change it a little bit. Oh, in episode 10, let's
0: change it a little bit. Just a little switcheroo a little bit so we can have it otherwise. So yes, I agree with you and I've actually, I paid attention a little bit. I actually rewatched this episode about halfway through, which I have not done that in a very long time. But I wanted to give this episode a chance because my immediate impression was complete dislike for this episode because of that right back to the format of previous seasons. But what I picked up on the second time around was, one, the killer was not in the initial scenes right after the murder. Two, they've actually changed things Slightly. I noticed that instead of Corsac or Frankie or Jane doing all of the crime scene forensic stuff, they brought in Tina again and she was doing it. So I was like, okay, I liked that idea of them actually following that. And their interview was not a red herring. It, it wasn't anybody that they were trying to point to as a suspect. It was was giving them more clues or breadcrumbs to follow to find the killer. So that actually contributed to the episode. So I was like, okay, I will take any little victory that we can get. So that's kind of my impression of the whole format of the shows.
1: Oh, and by Tina, you meant Susie. Uh,
0: Yeah, I'm sorry. Susie the, yeah. Well, Tina Tina is her real
1: name, right? Yeah, Tina is her real name. You guys know. Fans know. Tina plays Susie. There we go. Yes. Yes. I agree with you on that. It was a little bit different. We didn't see the killer. We also didn't understand why the killer did what he did. Like, you know, usually they do the same bullshit. Like, I'm the killer. And I'm going to explain why. I had a terrible child. I had an childhood. I'm going to put it... You know, they always go to that speech. We didn't get that. Well, actually, we didn't get that because they killed him. But... Um, <laughs> so he couldn't really talk. We didn't get the reason why he just randomly kidnapped these guys took their, all their stuff and killed them.
0: Well, I think it, he was just a, a serial killer. Yeah. Which by the way, they treat serial killers with a lot more focus than they did in this episode. Once you start connecting that there may be a serial killer, a lot of people get involved at that point. There were some nitpicks
1: that I didn't catch on. I mean, because most of the details I just, especially with the case, I kind of just like whatever. Uh, they were saying like, how can someone get all that information from one photo? I don't know, um, because <laughs> it was saying really, yeah, it zooms really true, great, yeah. and it's a 15-year-old photo, and I was just like, ah,
0: but I really didn't see that. It's pretty much like Boston PD, I mean, they have access to all the FBI, CIA, NSA servers, so they can figure all that out in one picture, right?
1: I guess so,
0: I'm like, I'm, that was sarcasm, by the way. Yeah, I'm like, for okay. me, like, <laughs>
1: When it comes to stuff like that, when they do on TV, mm-hmm. this is what I'm thinking. These are writers thinking, like, how we get to point A to point B? We have this and that. How do they find this person? There's so many ways you could do it. And For me, I'm like, just let that shit go. Like, I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, there is stuff on Fringe. I'm like, yeah, you totally got information from a dead girl's eyeball. <laughs> okay, sure, I'll go with it. Some things you just got to just, yeah. The picture was old. There's no software that zooms like that i I know and yes there's (laughs) an actual boston police officer who gets gives them advice and stuff and of course he's like we don't have that shit but you know some (laughs) things you just gotta just
0: just like just
1: let it go because it's not i mean if it's to the point where it sort of can be believable yeah but if it gets to the point where you're like really like (laughs) jane dreaming about the dead boy and saw purple flowers and figured out Purple flowers. That, I couldn't get past that. That was just like, okay, that would never happen. But we're just going to pretend that a photograph helped them solve mm-hmm. this thing.
0: It's really funny because whenever I see stuff like that that's over-exaggerated, I always think of Castle. In the show, Castle did it best. He sees like a suspect, and so they sit him down to help pick out the suspect. And he's like, where's the facial recognition software? Where's all the blah, blah, blah? And she just sets a giant book of mugshots in front of him and is like, that's what you got to go through. This is not television. And I started cracking up. It perfectly parodied the whole idea that all of these police departments have this unending source of bad guy software finding stuff that... All you have to do is push a button and, oh, there's a suspect. So that was perfect.
1: But other than that, I mean, the case was okay. They made it seem like a more big deal in the promo. Like, oh, Jane's secret might come out because she goes for that dive. And is she going to get shot? And I'm like, she's not going to get shot. And so they made a big deal of that. As the episode was progressing, I'm like, that's going to be the last scene. Oh, yep. It's going to be two seconds long. Oh, yep. That happened. Like, it was just... (laughs) was already done yeah they got the bad guy he's dead yay okay so (laughs) anything else you want to talk about the case because i couldn't even think of anything else to say about it i did like
0: yeah not really no i mean like again it was not the greatest case of all time yeah yeah no i got nothing i
1: mean yeah it was in cross state lines whatever they're the boston pd they control
0: okay anyway um Yeah, they don't even have to notify the other police departments that they're going to be there. Oh, no. No, but, eh. no they
1: don't. I-, I was happy to see Susie again. We learned that she does art. She's not just a nudist, but she does art. So she had more than a few lines, like just giving information to Mara while Jane and Mara flirt or, you know, do other stuff. She actually had like a whole, like she had like at least three pages of words. I was like, yes.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I agree with you. And we found a little about Corsac, too, that he cut an album before joining the police department. Um, I could see that with the guitar. Did he play guitar in, in an episode, too? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's what I thought, because I think he was finger picking, and I was like, whoa, that's a lot of talent, but... <laughs>
1: As the actor, he knows how to
0: do that in real life. So. Yeah, I can imagine. Absolutely. I mean, you have to, to be able to finger pick like that. But okay, so my favorite scene with Jane and Mora, Well, I guess my favorite interaction for just a second, because this kind of reminded me of the silliness in like past seasons was when they were talking about pressure points and walking on the cobblestones and Maura was like you should take a second to think about Chinese whatever for your pregnancy and there's just this like long pause and Jane like tips her head just a little bit and she's like yeah I thought about it no (laughs) (laughs) that was a funny scene and and Maura was like well at least you kept your mind open or so I thought that was cute
1: that's the scene where her foot is on the ball and then Mm -hmm. she mentioned balls and then Jane's like I'm gonna let that go I'm not gonna go there (laughs)
0: <laughs> which it was blue too by the way yes
1: <laughs> oh my gosh come on insert joke here and then, and then like and then Mara says something else about balls and Jane's like I'm not gonna go there it's no, too easy no, she,
0: says, she calls it knobby balls
1: yeah Jane's like nope this is too easy I'm not gonna go there really. <laughs> like, so yeah, that was a cute moment I knew how Jane's going to find out about the whole mom thing, but I didn't want to tell you. I found out because they were showing clips of it on iTunes or something. Wait, what? Find out about the whole mom thing. Like, the how Jane knows that Angela knows. And you were trying to figure out how it was going to happen. Uh, like, I don't recall. Yeah, it was like the premiere. And I already knew how this was going to go down. But you were like, I think Angela's going to slip up and say it or something. But it was actually Mara slipped up and said, your mom knows you're pregnant. I'm going to wait in the car. And walks away. <laughs>
0: Oh, but see, this is the thing, though. She didn't slip up. She just couldn't hold it in any longer.
1: (laughs) Because they were at the doctor's office to Mm -hmm. fill out this form. The thing that frightened me the most is that she never had the chicken
0: pox. Yeah, dude, I picked up on that, too. I was like, wait, she never had chicken pox? What?
1: (laughs) That is not good, especially at her age. The older you get and you do not get the chicken box and you get exposed to it, the worse it is. Well, yeah. And she's got to be almost 40 and she never had the chicken box.
0: And this is before the whole vaccine thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, my great uncle never had the chicken pox growing up. He just never caught it. Even though, like, he was exposed to chicken pox, he never contracted it, I guess is what it's called. So, like, anytime anybody has a chicken pox now, he has to know. Like, if he doesn't find out, he can get really, really sick. So, yeah, it's, if you've never had it, you've got to be extremely careful. I, on the other hand, have had it three times. (laughs) Holy shit. Yeah, I, uh, it was really weird. My mom was, like, talking to the doctors, like, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) Yeah, because, you know, it happens. It's rare that people can get it more than once.
0: Yeah, three times. Three times. That's (laughs) insane. Because I've had it three times, I try to avoid people, too, because I'm like, I don't know if I can get it again. It's really (laughs) weird.
1: (laughs) That is really weird. But the fact that she didn't, that freaked me out. I was like, oh, you better hope to God that no one has the chicken pox because it is not fun when you get it older.
0: Well, not just that. She's going to have to be careful too now. If her kid gets the chicken pox, she's got to be extremely careful not to get it while she's taking care of her kid. But that's just if she has the kid, just theoretically. I don't think it's going to happen. But do they have the vaccines now that prevents kids from now having chicken pox? I have no idea. Do I have a kid? Do I need to know that? No, no. They have
1: so many there's so many vaccines that they give these kids now more than we have. That is just crazy. Well,
0: yeah, but then you got the hippies out in California who aren't vaccinating their kid. Jesus Christ, people, vaccinate your fucking kid. <laughs> They've got a measles or uh, yeah, like a measles epidemic going on out there. Vaccinate your kids. Yeah. It's
1: not that hard. And now we're going to get tweets. I hate you guys. Uh, okay.
0: I know, I know. <laughs>
1: You don't have any kids. What the fuck you're talking about? Okay, we're we're gonna stop talking about it. <laughs> yeah. So they were at the doctor's office because that's what best friends do. They go
0: to each other's doctor's office. That's what best friends do, really. Yes. I've never gone to the doctor with my best friend. I was being sarcastic. <laughs> I know. I was being. Yes, I know. I get that. I'm just. Yeah,
1: that's what never they mind. do. Never mind. Moving
0: on. Yeah, that's exactly. You know, mom. So September, you and I got an appointment, right? Yes. Okay.
1: Yes. I'm so excited. We're gonna go to each other's doctors so they can check our vaginas. <laughs> oh, or, like, or like, or like, or like, how Margaret Cho oh. says, wash your vagina. We're gonna wash oh. your vagina. If you don't get the joke, go we'll search that "wash just... your vagina" by Margaret Cho. It's the funniest shit. Ever. <laughs> wash your vagina. Or another joke from Mad TV. Boxes and boxes of seal. Okay. That's... <laughs> oh my God. Search, search boxes of Vagisil, Mad TV. Anyway, so yeah, Angela knows and Jay knows and they both know and Angela promised not to tell anyone, which did not go true because she told her Tommy. She told she everyone. T- she pretty told much. everyone, even strangers. And she's like, it's not like they're gonna tell anyone. I'm like, okay. And then Tommy told some people from his AA meeting, so now he's trying to sober up. So that storyline's done.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, that storyline is done. And I was like, thank you. We get to see that Tommy's in AA. That's all it takes. Just a quick little, hey, you're back in AA? Good job. Go, man. And then he's like, you got something to tell me? See? That's how you do it. That's how you wrap up storyline. Exactly. And
1: that's the only time we saw Tommy. He had a very short scene. He's very happy that he's going to be an uncle. I like how... Jane's like, huh, yeah, it's great. And Mars like, all into, like, so, since you're a dad, like, asking all these questions, this is way before Jane's like, hey, let's raise this child together. She's already like, yeah, what's the best strollers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 She's telling she- Jane... I, at the same time, though, I thought that was cute. And I thought that was actually really good character development for Tommy. Because now we see that, yes, we know he's a dad, but he's actually a caring, intelligent dad. Because he paid attention to what type of stroller you should get for your kids, how to put stuff together. Like, he is now the one to give advice to Jane, even though he's her little brother. Because of all the experience he's had with little Tommy.
1: But they didn't really talk much about Lydia, so I don't know how that's going on. I don't know.
0: No, well, I
1: don't know if they're, are they ever gonna reference what's going on with Lydia? No idea. And even Mara to the point of saying, you know, you can't eat sweets or sweets or something. You have to eat real food. And she was describing like what's in it. I was like. Thanks, because now I'm not going to eat that anymore. <laughs> no. uh, she was basically like, you're eating this. And she's like, stop. And then Susie's like, that's in latex paint. That should not <laughs> eat that either. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> like we predicted, she was really into making sure everything's okay with Jane. All the reason, you know, looking at her symptoms, what not to eat, what to eat. We predicted that, like, Mars definitely going to be hands-on when it comes to taking care of Jane and the baby. Another funny moment before we talk about the end is when Mara was revealing to Jane how Angela found out. And Jane said, she did that lamb thing on you. <laughs> and she's like, you know, when you take your hand and you feel the thing and all this. And it's just like, she used to do that to Frankie. And Frankie still, to this day, can't lie. Another moment is when they were talking about how bad Jane was as a kid. And now Frankie's afraid of duct tape.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was good. I think my favorite part, though, of the, the scene where she's talking about Andrew and how she found out was when she said that she learned it from her grandmother and Jane goes, her grandmother died when she was five. <laughs> <laughs> more, like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. <laughs> she said, she seems so honest or something like that. <laughs> that yeah. was funny.
1: I'm happy Jane is grown. She didn't get mad at Mara. She was like, mm-hmm. I'm okay. Maybe it's the hormones.
0: I don't know. But I was like... Or she knows her mom well enough to know that she would have got it out of Mora anyway. I have a couple bones to pick with this episode though. Okay. My first bone to pick is Casey. Okay. What the fuck is going on with this whole Casey thing? Because I got really, really pissed off when it was just Jane and Mora talking about how Jane decided not to marry Casey. They made it seem like it was a mutual decision that Jane decided not to marry Casey. It wasn't. Jane said, yes, I want to marry you. Casey said, well, I'm gonna be in Afghanistan. I can't leave the military so you can come over here if you want to marry me. But if not, uh, well, yeah, that's not a we mutually decided to not get married. That's a, well, you didn't go with my ultimatum, so we're not gonna get married. That was ridiculous and and I really don't like that they're still carry on this Casey storyline like this. And nobody is calling them out on their bullshit. I totally agree. Because Jane was like, I don't want to marry
1: him because of this. Wait, that's not a mutual thing. Another thing, since we're on Casey... I call bullshit to honestly think the Casey that we know would honestly have to have some time to digest it and also agree not to get married after finding out Jane's pregnant the Casey I think I know would be like oh now we have to get married you're pregnant we have to get married not like oh well I still need time to think about this but yeah I totally agree we should not get married type of thing and we'll figure this out no 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 the mister I need to get the surgery so I can feel my dick <laughs> so we can have babies. <laughs> Casey would not be the one digesting this. He was the main one who wanted kids. He's like, I want to know what it feels like to feel you and have children. And Jane was like, no, I don't want to have children right. type of thing. That I couldn't grasp. I get what they're trying to do because the actor is on another show and they have to somehow not put him on the show. I get that, but it would have been different if Jane would have said now he wants to marry me but I said no and he has to respect my wishes or something like that. Right.
0: And here's the thing though with being in the military is that would have actually been the good excuse was if they had said Casey wants to come home but he can't because he doesn't have any leave coming up soon that would make sense. Right there. That's your reason why he's not there. Exactly. Yeah the whole Casey thing was my first bone. My second bone to pick though is this is turning into the Rizzoli show. It's not not Rizzoli Isles like the discrepancy between the amount of screen time that Jane is getting and the amount of screen time that Mora is getting is really skewed now and it's kind of starting to become obvious like to the point of this is gonna become the Angie show and I'll be honest I really am not liking Jane compared to Mora now Mora actually has shifted and become my favorite character of the show because Jane is no longer the Jane from season one she's no longer the badass tough cop with a chip on her shoulder that has an attitude but is really kind of sarcastically funny so that's why we like her jane she's a completely different person now (laughs) <laughs> yes
1: welcome to the dark side oh my god it took you five fucking years <laughs> dude i have been trying since season one i was like mara is oh i love my baby i love me some mara oh my god mara 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 and you are like oh i like jane i'm like mara oh i like jane and now <laughs> now she finally comes to the dark side to eat some cookies some What's mara it? cookies <laughs> Thank you.
0: (laughs) Well see here's the thing. Okay. So I, I'm strong in my convictions. Like, when I find, like, somebody I like or something I like or a character or whatever, like, I hold on to that. Like, I really liked Jane season one. Like, I thought she was funny, she was awesome, badass, you know, had no problem knocking people around and stomping around in her boot. Like, she, I liked her because, like, I could relate to her character in some ways because I can be an asshole too. But this Jane that we've seen in the past couple seasons, ever since the Casey's storyline picked up, I started liking her less and less and less. And now all of a sudden that she's making all of these excuses for Casey and making it seem like it's a mutual decision not to get married. I have lost all respect for the character because it's not true to who she was. Now I get that there's character development, but at the same time, I don't feel like any of this has been character development. I feel like all of this is digress <laughs> it's it's going backwards. Right. She and and actually it's yeah, it's it's no longer character development as in I don't think it's the character at all. I That's don't think the there's very much acting taking place anymore. And I've had some time to kind of mull it over and actually I watched the episode the second time going through and I kind of knew what to look for now. I don't really think there's very much acting going on in that situation anymore.
1: With characters they're supposed to be developing. <laughs> They're supposed to grow. You're supposed to have a moment (laughs) where you still recognize the character, but at the same time, you're like, wow, you can't believe how far they've come from season one because of all the shit they went through in so many seasons. You're like... Because when you go backwards and you're like, oh, look at this precious baby. Wait till this shit happens. Because <laughs> you you're you look at that person from the pilot and you're thinking they're totally different. Because they're not as badass as they're going to be. Because they're like little babies. You're like, oh, little, little
0: babies.
1: <laughs> and then they get to the end. You're like, whoa. The Clark Kent getting to be mm-hmm. Superman. You know, you, that's the thing. Jane right, right. was Superman. And
0: now she's just. Clark. Kent <laughs> not even Clark Kent she's like <laughs> Jimmy Olsen <laughs> I
1: don't even know <laughs>
0: like, like the grass that grows on her I don't that's, even know that's a perfect analogy though because it is like you had Jane season one tough Chip on her shoulder, sarcastic, asshole. Now she's really soft. She's caring, but she's caring in the sense that we don't understand why all of a sudden she's caring. Why does she care about what's going on with Mara? There has been no like big development to explain why she's feeling this way, to explain the changes. That's why it's not character development. That's why I feel it's actually Angie, the actress coming through, and it's no longer Jane, the character.
1: It's not a bad thing for a character to care. I mean, it's possible to have, like, a person who was such a villain to become the good person. We're not saying that. Mm -hmm.
0: But that's what I'm saying, because that's why I said that we don't have a reason, though, why she's caring now.
1: There's no stepping stones. It just happens. And you're just like, am I supposed to accept this? Yes, season one Jane was the best. But then it went to Jane being a total asshole and bitch. And I was just like, why is she being so mean all of a sudden? Went from sarcasm to, like, being mean. And then I didn't like that, Jane. And I was like, okay. And now it's like, she's not being a bitch, which is great. But now... Uh,
0: but she's not being Jane either anymore. And, and
1: I know, it's kind of this weird thing. And it's like, okay, yeah, I totally buy that Jane would go to a yoga thing wearing kills and not complain about it. Right. That's not Jane. Like, yeah, I totally buy that Jane would look at a baby and all of a sudden just go like be a pals of goo. Season no, one, se- Jane would be like, take this thing away from me. You
0: know? <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's obvious. We've discussed that multiple times about the whole baby thing is, yeah, that's not Jane the character. That's Angie Harmon. That right there is an explanation of her what's going on with that. I mean, I, it's completely obvious that she's breaking character whenever there's a baby in the scene. But my thing, though, is that they could have come up with a reasonable explanation of why Jane is more caring now. The perfect thing is right in the title, Rizzoli and Isles. They could have used... The this relationship that Jane and Mora have where she learns how to be a friend, how to care for someone, how to show that softer side and not have to be such a hard ass anymore. But they haven't. They haven't used that. There's been moments like where Jane's been in danger and she's like, oh, I would have had those what would I do without you moments. But then Jane goes, snaps back to being whatever again. Like They don't consistently do it. So now for her to be consistently more soft and open and not grumpy all the time. It seems like it's coming out of nowhere and it really doesn't have an inclination. When
1: you said that, I just thought of this. You're right. They should use a relationship. You have Isles, right, who's very mm-hmm. awkward and doesn't get the social cues as much. Feminine and all this stuff. You have Jane who gets the jokes and sociable and badass whatever. They made it like Rizzoli was slowly turning to Isles. Isles slowly turning to Rizzoli. That would have been awesome. Yes. You have like Mars like, oh I'm you know, I'm kinda frail and it looked like it was starting that way with Jane showing how Mara used use the gun and the whole def- trying to show her how to be defensive and stuff and then all of a sudden she just mm-hmm. keeps doing that and they just showing that and she's total badass like she's not going to be the <laughs> femme fatale like she- sooner or later she's like yeah I'm badass I can roll with the cops and they put them in danger like it's Mara who saves the day instead of Jane that mm. would have been awesome and then you have like Jane who's slowly learning from Isles and having the carrying and all that stuff too that would have been amazing like that would have been so great to have that character development for both of them like how they cross at the same time I think that would have been an amazing way to do it that would have made more sense (sighs) But I digress. And the reason why we're talking about this is because that shoe scene at the end, where some people liked it, which it was supposed to be a great moment between Jane and Mara because Jane is asking for help. Jane is like, hey, let's raise this baby together. And we're like, oh my God, it's elephants. Oh my God, <laughs> like, this <laughs> is happening. Uh, uh. You know, I <laughs> was just like, uh. but instead, it took me out the moment right where Jane put on those fucking shoes and turn into Angie. And I was just like, oh. And I couldn't get back to the... I just couldn't get back. Because when you're watching a show, you're supposed to escape. And what happened was, it took me right out of that moment. And I just like and I couldn't get back into the scene like I couldn't pay attention was going I had to rewatch it to understand what was going on because I was like oh that's Angie because I'm sorry when I watch Orphan Black I don't think that's Tatiana Maslany I think that's Kasima. I think that's Allison I think that's Helena or Sarah and then at the end of the episode mm-hmm. I'm like holy shit that's the same person oh my god I didn't even realize that because I was mm-hmm. watching the show when I look at a show I look at the characters I don't look at the actors and that moment I saw the actor and that just took me out of the scene and I couldn't pay attention to what was going on because Jane would not do that. They could have made it in a way where Jane puts on the shoes and make fun of it because she was making fun of the whole wearing heels in the first place instead of modeling being comfortable in these shoes. And I'm like, Jane would never do this ever. Yes, she wore heels before but that mm-hmm. was because she had to. Like It was a right. reason. This was not a reason. This was just, oh, let me just put on these shoes because they look good on me. I What?
0: No, I agree with you on that completely but I I also felt watching the scene, what took me out of it is I felt like it was more of a Mora scene, like almost like the scene was more written for Mora. With the putting the shoes on, like, I could see Mora doing that before I could see Jane doing that. But at the same time, I could also see Mora going, like, you know what kind of foot fungus is in that shit? Take those off. But, like, they never addressed it. I don't even know what to say about that fucking scene. I hated it.
1: Like, it was, like, the worst scene ever, to me, personally. And I've seen some bad shit on the show. To me, that's probably, like, the most hated scene I've ever seen. Like, ever. Because it was just... Even really... worse
0: than when she slept with Dean. Yeah. I
1: would <laughs> rather Erection Man than that fucking scene. Like, oh, it, just, it just took me so <laughs> out of it. I was so so pissed like I was so mad because I was just like what the fuck is this like it just took me out I'm sorry am I the only one who wants to watch a show with the characters if I were to watch a show with the actors that's called interviews and I can do that anytime like and and that's fine that's totally fine I can be like yeah I'll watch interview of this person that's totally great I know they were trying to be cute and they left and then they did that little jump thing which once again took me out the scene because once again it was them And I know it's supposed to be cute and whatever, but it didn't go with the scene because I was like, why would Mar and Jane just randomly do that? Like, it didn't make any sense to me. (laughs) Like, if you want to improvise, do a little side hug or something that sort of fits the scene Mm -hmm. or say something random. But to do the little jump thing made no sense to me. Why are they doing this? Like, I just... I don't know. I, I just... It just took me out. And I just couldn't... I just couldn't get back in. And it just ruined the whole episode for me. That one scene, I just couldn't, right. I couldn't take it.
0: I agree with you. Enough said. Because, like, I have nothing more to add. You said it perfectly.
1: What's your rating on this episode? Mm-hmm. I know mine. What's yours? My rating for this episode is... It could have been worse. That's...
0: Ooh,
1: okay. That's my rating. Okay. I mean, mm-hmm. we predicted that is gonna be a part of the baby's life. However long the baby situation is gonna be, I don't think, for long. But there Were some moments I just couldn't get past? It wasn't to the point like I wish Janet was back, but it wasn't far that far away either. So I would definitely say it could have been worse.
0: And I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to pick it could have been worse also. So we've agreed on three episodes so far in a row. Wow,
1: three in a row. I know. <laughs> and it's funny how ironic the name of the uh, episode is.
0: Too Good to Be True. <laughs> we're like, oh, these, yes, these two episodes the first are great. Two episodes were <laughs> <laughs> were too good to be true. I know you had me cracking up how you were like, I'm going to go pre order it, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to rain on your parade but i internally was like uh yeah no because there's a lot of episodes to go and who the fuck knows where it's gonna go this season
1: yeah and then they're like we're gonna name it this i'm like you assholes
0: fucking asshole I wonder... Yeah, that was pretty ironic, but...
1: (laughs) But we still have some episodes to go. Hopefully this will be the only episode that's like this, and hopefully it just goes up from here.
0: Right. Well, and here's the thing too. I want to give them the benefit of the doubt and say that they're still trying to get into the swing of things. It's just three episodes into the season with a new showrunner, so hopefully they'll start to catch stride within this next episode or the episode right after, and we'll be able to get back to the characters that we love. if not, I'm going to say it right now. If the show follows what this episode gave us, yeah, I'm going to be done after this season. So my hope is that they turn things around. But if it stays along the same lines of this episode, there's really nothing more than I can get out of the show. That's all for this episode. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at The Randy Podcast. Also, visit our blog at the com where you can comment and email. Thank you for listening. And this case is closed. Too good to be true. You're too good to be true. But Can't that's not the. the eyes, not but, you. yeah, see, the name of the song is "Take My Eyes Off You," so "Too Good to Be True" is not the song. That's not the right song. Damn it!
1: I was about to put some lorry on this bitch. She reads it. Yeah,
0: I know. But I I thought the same thing when I saw the title. I was like, oh yeah, and I went and I searched for the song, and it's "Can't Take My Eyes Off You" is the name of the song. Damn it. Yeah.
1: I love you, boy, boy. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, I know. I like that one, too.
1: Was everything TV3. So she also, they were. Say that five times fast. Everything TV3. Everything TV3. Everything TV3.
0: You had enough problems getting it out the first time. That's what I'm just saying. Yes.